0: ...commitment to a worldwide event to try to change consciousness. I'm feeling enormous energy around this show. Just enormous, enormous. Uh, I really have to hand it to you, Nicole. You've created sort of a niche of am- am- amazing, amazing connections. Just like <laughs> the angels and the devatas that are like attracted to news for the soul is amazing. And we love news for the
1: soul. Next on News for the Soul, it's time for Breaking Through with Grace Gideon. Grace is a passionate and dedicated international life coach with a bachelor's in law, a master's in east-west psychology, and an expert in addictions. Grace combines these skills in her practice to clinically and intuitively diagnose and break through subconscious issues that prevent you from achieving success and fulfillment. She has a unique capacity to tune in to repress psychological and emotional blocks and to teach effective techniques to transform your life in a deep and long-lasting way. And now to help you make your next breakthrough, here's Grace. Now we're unmuted. That's fine, Grace, on the board. Grace, are you there?
2: I am here. How are you, Nicole?
1: I'm well. Good to hear your voice. Yay. What's new?
2: Yay. I, um... For those of you who have just tuned in, I love listening to the Medical Intuitive on the podcast before me. It's, I love that stuff. She's fabulous. Um, so anyone who's listening to News for the Soul, come on an hour earlier and, and get yourself medically diagnosed. Um, she's fabulous. Uh, Mm -hmm. so yes what's new today nicole today i want to talk about the human psyche but just to introduce myself because i know you'll tell me to is hi everyone i am grace gideon welcome back to breaking through with grace on news for the soul life-changing talk radio so as i was saying nicole i'd really like to talk about the human psyche today and uh really what I call the human psyche and why it's important to know your psyche and understand its structures. Do you think that's an interesting topic? Can you define what you mean by psyche? Which part of the... Yes, very good. I'm glad you... So I'm going to go into my little lecture and then, again, when people want to... If people have any questions, call in. We'll give you the, the phone-in number in a minute. But, yes, I'll go into that, Nicole? Um, well, in case you hadn't noticed, um, my sign off every week at the end of this show and the core message on the home page of my website is when you understand the workings of your psyche, what drives you to think, feel and act the way you do, your breakthrough is imminent. And your life can be amazing. The breakthrough is the breakthrough to a transformation. And um, the key, I believe, is understanding the working of the psyche. It's, it's, um, It's clear to me that the psyche is key to attaining the awareness and the knowledge necessary for transformation. And unless you're already enlightened and super fulfilled, then transformation is an integral part of of what we do here on Youth for the Soul and what we're doing on the planet. And I believe it's part its part and parcel of what it means to be a human on a psycho-spiritual evolutionary path. And the the more transformation that we undergo as an individual, the more we can transform the state of our planet
0: mm-hmm. on a
2: collective level and our lives become more fulfilled. So that's why today... I wanted to write something specific to the structural components of the psyche. And let me just go into that. Now, I don't know about people in other countries, but definitely in Australia, when we used to go into science class, particularly in biology class in school, um, our science teacher used to get us to dissect a sheep's heart. So we could understand the different components of the heart. I don't know if your science teacher ever made you do that, like dissecting sheep's hearts, frogs' legs, rats, to study their organs. (laughs) Mm. It's pretty gross. Mm. Did you do that? Uh, I did it personally, but I was
1: was, uh, (laughs) special circumstances. Well. (laughs)
2: Uh, well unless you're like my son who loves that stuff it's it's a little bit gross but I want you to imagine that your psyche is one of your organs and today we're going to dissect that a bit I want you to see your psyche as a non-material organ not made of matter an organ that is non-material in fact there's quite a fair bit of literature if you want to hop on to Google to this effect. Um, if you want to do some research, uh, Eric Neumann, um, um, it's, it's, it's uh, quite amazing how they talk about the psyche as a non-material organ. And um, your psyche is designated as a non-material organ and psych- psychology is the study of that organ, just like biology is the study of the physical organ, okay? So your psyche, make that clear, is a non-material aspect of your existence and it operates as an organ of your body. As such, it can be healthy or it can be diseased. Illnesses of the psyche are the subject of areas such as psychology, psychiatry, metaphysics and many other branches of study. So today I don't really want to focus on health or illness of the psyche, That's, that's a very big topic, but rather on its structure and how you, just being able to listen to this podcast and understand the structure of your psyche, can use this for your advancement and transformation so the term non-material organ has got two aspects, obviously. Non-material, that refers to the fact that the psyche is not visible, not something that can be perceived empirically by your five senses. Rather, it is ontological, which means it is intrinsic to the nature of your being and it can only really be perceived by your sixth sense if you've got an advanced sixth sense now brain function as opposed to the psyche can be perceived by the five senses and the brain function plays a significant role for the functioning of your psyche as it does with all of your other physical organs but the brain people is not your psyche any more than the brain is your heart or your lungs, or your kidneys. Got it? Psyche is an organ. Heart is organs. Lungs are organs. Kidneys are organs. Brain communicates with all the organs. So the reference to psyche being an organ is because it's inseparable from and belongs to your body. Your psyche is inseparable from in the energetic field and belongs to your body. It's as vital to your existence as your vital physical organs. I mean, you can remove some or part of some, but I don't know. Yeah, you can actually remove part of your psyche. I don't know if you can do that, but vital physical organs and your psyche are vital to your existence. However, Your physical organs are located within your body but your psyche is an organ that is not physically located inside your body. You can't cut it up, see it and measure it but its effects strongly influence your physical being. Let's have a look at the components of this non-material organ and where it's located. Let's start with a very basic dissection. The psyche is broken down into the mind and the soul as opposed to the body. Okay, so let's go back over that. The psyche is a non-material organ that's inseparable from your body and vital to you like your other vital physical organs. The psyche has two components, the mind and the soul, and they are Separate from your physical body. In terms of location, the psyche is non local. It's part of the field of consciousness, and as such, it is everywhere and anywhere. It's within you and outside you, it's in each cell of your being. It's in your brain function, it's in the air you breathe, it's in the intergalactic fields and beyond. it's part of the fabric of universal intelligence. so Descartes, the philosopher Descartes, started with this thinking, and many many science will disagree scientists will disagree and claim that it's all the brain function but I beg to differ, and I'm of the view that the psyche is not your brain function, although related to it, and it's a non local aspect of the field of consciousness that is everywhere and anywhere and part of universal intelligence. Your soul contains and accesses information relevant to the unique self that you are. From universal intelligence or as Deepak Chopra calls it the quantum soup that information shapes your unique psyche and then your unique psyche interacts with everyone else's unique psyche just like mine interacts with Nicole and it interacts in both its individual mission and a universal mission for example I have an individual mission to convey this message. Nicole, through News to the Soul, has her own individual message to bring people like us together. But as we combine, we serve the collective mission of advancing um, the psycho-spiritual evolution of humanity. So my unique psyche and your unique psyche interact with everyone else's unique psyche in both our individual missions and a universal mission. As the Course in Miracles says, all minds are joined. Let's go down into the structure again. What did I say the two components of the psyche are? I can imagine how many scientists are going to disagree with me on this, but Uh, In terms of the structures of the psyche, the psyche is composed of your soul and your mind and they are subsets of the collective soul and the universal mind. Unique, yet part of the whole symphony of existence. Let's take a look at soul. There's a plethora of philosophical, literary, metaphysical, religious, and New Age discourse on the study of the soul and the care of the soul and what is soul. Now, I'm not going to deign to venture into that conversation as an authority on the nature of soul, but I am going to share with you what I firmly believe and what I've distilled over the decades that I've been studying and working in my field as an intuitive life coach and what I believe soul to be. This is soul according to Grace Gideon. Your soul is your life force that contains within it not only the spirit that gives life, but also the compass, the map, and the guidebook to fulfilling your purpose in this lifetime and all others. Your soul is your life force that contains within it not only that spirit that gives life, but also the compass, the map, the guidebook to fulfilling your purpose in this lifetime and all others. The wisdom contained in your soul is cumulative and timeless. It assists your mind and body to navigate the challenges of life for the purpose of your soul growth, and that of the collective soul of humanity. The soul essentially contains within it the blueprint for your mission in life. Your soul speaks to you in spiritual language that you must study in order to advance your soul growth and thereby the collective soul growth. Spiritual practice, spiritual teaching, communion with the divine, supply the soul with the spiritual resources it requires and enhance access to the divine energy the soul draws from to guide you in your mission. The soul uses its resources and wisdom to communicate with mind and body and help you define your mission, persevere in your mission and overcome your challenges by learning life lessons well. The soul carries forward all the wisdom it gains in this lifetime into future lifetimes, and that's how we advance the psycho spiritual evolution of humanity. Jung said um, the world, that humanity is, has a teleolo- teleology, which is a purpose towards wholeness, it heads towards wholeness, it's teleological. Understanding and being aware of your soul function helps you with existential issues like the meaning and purpose of your life. You know, when people say, my life lacks meaning, what's my purpose? And they they go and book into those courses that say how to fulfill your potential or find your life's purpose. That's the soul hungering. That's the lost soul. You know when you hear expressions? You know, there's so much wisdom in idioms and, and phrases. Like, I'm speaking on the 29th of October at the Mind, Body, Spirit Festival. Now, I don't know if they did an extensive study to designate that the three key areas of life are mind, body, spirit. But there you go, mind, body, spirit mind, body, soul, just what I've broken that down into. The psyche is the mind and the soul or the mind and the spirit and the physical, the material is the body. So this wisdom floats around in idioms like lost souls and, and you know um, you know, what's my purpose in life or find your purpose. But it's speaking to such, such, a deep calling within the spirit of humanity for the understanding of what really makes us tick and what we're really made of and what we're here to do. So the soul is like, I said a compass, but to kind of modernize that a bit, it's a GPS. So when you are feeling lost, particularly when you're going through what they call the dark night of the soul, it's soul food that lights the way that guides you to the next phase of your spiritual journey. So feelings of hopelessness, despair, futility, boredom, existential loneliness, bewilderment. When feelings like that plague you and it's, not about your kids or your love life or your financial situation or day-to-day things, but it's deeper and more profound, then tune in. That could be your soul seeking nurturing, your soul guiding you to do something. I know that when I was being a mergers and acquisitions lawyer, um, and, you know, don't get me wrong, I love my law firm. I was really good at it. I loved doing the big deals, But I would get this pain in my chest and it didn't feel like a heart pain and this yearning going, you know, and it's like almost a voice, but I didn't hear it, but it was this sense of you're wasting your life away. Why are you using your talent to make rich people richer through loopholes in the law? You know, I wasn't, you know, in those days, Erin Brockovich, I'm a bit more like that now. I was a mergers and acquisitions lawyer doing big deals for big business. And it was going, I just feel you're wasting your life, you're wasting your life. And then when I finally handed in my resignation, the law firm went, oh, my God, what a waste of a great lawyer. And I go, it's not wasted. It's not wasted. I've learned so much but I'm going to use what I've learned in other areas. And now today when people come and see me, you know, lucky creatures, they get, just ask them, they get, um, you know, legal knowledge. Can't give them legal advice. That's not legal. I'll get legal knowledge at coaching rates. Pretty impressive. But either way, the reason I left wasn't that, I didn't enjoy the law, but my soul kept saying, come on, Grace, come on, get on with it. This is not your purpose, okay? And I don't know, you might be in a job going, or even a relationship going, I really like this, but I feel like I'm dying inside. Just ask yourself, is that, is there a problem here with you not living on mission? Okay, okay. If you wanna to talk to me, if you wanna call in, here's the number one six four six five nine five four two seven four. One six four six five nine five four two seven four. Nicole will send me a little Skype message and we'll put you through. You can press one to go into the host queue and Nicole will put you through. If you don't want to call, the email number with a question is on the air at tellus.telus.net. On the air at tellus.telus.net. Okay. Let's uh, until somebody. Until, Nicole, interrupt me if uh, if you've would got you like someone. Otherwise, I'm right just going to keep talking. What's that, darling? Would you like to take a call right now? Yeah, sure. Let's talk. All right, let's go
1: to 323, three. you're on with Grace Gideon for your breakthrough. What's your first name? Where are you calling in from? Three, two, oops, sorry. I, Amazing. There we go.
2: Uh, sorry, Hi, second. I was
0: listening. It's Yvette, but I was listening, and I, realized I do love what you're
2: saying. Is that uh, Yvette did you say? Yeah. Hi, Thank Yvette. You. Thank you. What are you linking with? What are you relating to? Uh,
0: you know, you're, I, poor beta, I love what you said. I've kind of been, you know, it's like the hustle and bustle of making other people wealthy and making people's life one smoothie, but then, you know, you're cutting <laughs> short.
2: Yeah, exactly right. Exactly right. Is that what you're doing, Yvette? Pretty much. No. No. I'm glad you're talking about it. Yeah, Are you gonna keep doing it. Yeah, um, okay.
0: Well, I feel like I'm getting closer to something because I feel like the universe is supporting me in a way that I
2: haven't been supported before, but I'm also tapping no. in.
0: Yeah, so,
2: that's exactly and, right, Yvette. You hit the nail on the head. You're tapping in. You're, you're mm-hmm. learning spiritual language, huh? Mm-hmm. You're listening.
0: Yes, I'm listening. Signs,
2: signs symbols, messages. Um, existential crisis feelings, yeah, and I have prayer, all meditation, all of that. Yep. Mm-hmm. Excellent. So what messages is the universe giving you? Um,
0: I, lately I noticed I have a connection with the angels I didn't really know before. Mm-hmm. And I feel them, I, and I sense them, I see things. I mean everything is just mm. a pretty, I mean I'm enveloping in this beautiful exploration of wanting to open i'm wanting to open up, I'm confident opening up, I'm feeling secure, but the I know i have I feel things and i I know things, but it's different when you have like the guidance and you feel that around you. It's just aligning you up yeah. to synchronicity and but now it's more I want the synchronicity where I'm like, okay, so I can make big money
2: and just start you know doing things doing doing things you, you want to have the financial abundance and live on purpose yeah absolutely yeah yeah so so okay. people in the past used to think that there was something wrong with that but what it really is it's really the acknowledgement of abundance you know so on earth as it is in heaven it's the acknowledgement of the spiritual supporting the material and the material working in service of the spiritual—they're not mutually opposed. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah? So if your yeah. belief system—if your belief system keeps growing in the direction that you're talking today, which feels like I can kind of feel that you're growing there—then um, the more you support the belief that the, the more abundant you are the more good you can do for the planet and you put aside the the story of being greedy and selfish, then, the, the, you know, I once listened, I don't know who it was, but I think it was somebody like T. Harvecker who was really, really made a lot of money and is very successful um, in his um, field. Um, and he said, if you've got the ability to to make money, but you block it or shame it you're doing a disservice because so many people don't have that ability and you could really help them so don't ever feel that you're not entitled to both Mm -hmm. you're Mm -hmm. entitled to both you're entitled to, to to living on purpose you're entitled to overcoming the stories in your subconscious or unconscious mind that limit you you're entitled to abundance and you're entitled to give because as you grow, your unique self mixes with my unique self and it helps everyone else that you come in contact with believe that they can fulfill their potential and find fulfillment. So you're in service to everyone. As Marianne Williamson says, who are you not to be great? Yeah? Mm-hmm. And yeah. there's no shame Negative ego in that. There's only the positive aspect of ego, which is the, the part that that motivates you towards towards um, your, your your unique self fulfillment. Does that make sense, Yvette? Yes. Now, Yvette, I'm going to tell you something. As you were talking the whole time, right? I can I could sense a but. In the background, okay, and I reckon I'm going to give you seventy percent for go and thirty percent for but. I'm going to go into a section now, right, about the mind, and I want you to listen to what I say about the unconscious because your but, Yvette, lives either in your subconscious or unconscious. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how easily accessible it is to you, but I want you to listen to this section and um, you can always call back in after this section and tell me or you can email me on grace at com and tell me about what I designate as your 30% but. Okay? okay. FYI. Great, Yvette. Thank you for calling. Hey? Thank
0: you. No, I was going to listen. Thank you.
2: Thank you so much, Thank you. There. Thank you. Okay. So... So um, let's look now at what I was telling Yvette about, which is the other component within your psyche, and that's the mind. I talked about the soul. Now, there's a neuroscientist called Paul King. He's um, from UC Berkeley. And he broke the mind down as that aspect of the psyche, which contains consciousness, that's your awareness, memory, your personal identity, yeah, that's your individuality, your sense of personal agency, yeah, that means self-responsibility and voluntary control over your actions, introspection, the ability to look within and self-reflect and the ability to control your thoughts, okay? Awareness, memory, personal identity, personal agency, introspection, ability to control your thoughts. Freud, who I think is amazing, even though some of his theories have been disregarded and we've moved on from them, he came up with the human mind having three levels of awareness. Okay? And those three levels are the conscious, the subconscious, and the unconscious. Working together, your conscious mind, your subconscious mind, and your unconscious create the reality you experience. So create a events, reality. They create my reality, okay? Carl Jung, his protege, came along and in his model of the psyche, he added another level to this structure. What he did was he took the level of the unconscious and he split it into the personal unconscious and the collective unconscious, okay? So let's go through those structures. The conscious mind, then the subconscious, and sometimes you'll read literature that calls the subconscious the pre-conscious, And then the unconscious. Sometimes you'll read literature that calls the unconscious the subconscious. Try to put aside the confusion and just go into the fact that there's the conscious, the subconscious, the unconscious, then the unconscious is broken down to the personal unconscious and the collective unconscious. Freud and Jung combined in a nutshell for you. Okay, what's your conscious mind? If you've listened to my podcast, I am obsessed with, with with conscious versus unconscious, conscious versus unconscious relationships, conscious versus unconscious behaviors, conscious versus unconscious men. No, I'm just joking. The conscious mind is that part of your mind that contains your thoughts, perceptions, and all the mental processes that you're aware of, okay? That means whatever you know, whatever you see, whatever you hear, whatever you sense, whatever you perceive, it's your knowledge. It's what you know. It's what you think. It's what you perceive. But all are in your awareness. There's nothing mysterious or hidden. There's no subtext. It's the obvious. That's your conscious self. I'll give you an example. You're aware. You look around. You're aware of your surroundings or you're aware of what you're eating or thinking or studying or doing. When you get thirsty, you become aware of being thirsty. You're aware of feeling love for someone if you're aware of it, or being scared or tired, and other attitudes towards other people. Okay, that's all part of your conscious mind. That which you know, that which is clear, that which is obvious, that which you perceive, that which you think, that which is not hidden, conscious. Okay, now the subconscious or the pre-conscious, okay, in this definition, so much stuff out there, like the power of your subconscious mind and stuff that's really the unconscious, okay? But this subconscious, according to Freud, the preconscious, it contains thoughts and feelings that you're not currently aware of, but which you can easily recall or bring to mind, you know, brought to mind. Or bring to awareness so it's the level just beneath your conscious self and above the great unconscious okay and above the personal and 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 collective unconscious okay conscious subconscious this subconscious which is what Freud calls the pre-conscious okay just before conscious he says it's like a mental waiting room where your thoughts remain until they succeed in attracting the eye of the conscious. So think of it like when you drive home on the same route over and over again. You're on autopilot, on memory recall of your bank account or your phone number or the name of someone you just met or someone's birthday. It's there in your data bank. It's easily accessible, but it's not right there. Okay? So it holds current information that you use every day And it also holds things like recurring thoughts. You know, when you go over and over and over like OCD, recurring thoughts, recurring behavior patterns, recurring habits, addictions and feelings, they're all in your pre or subconscious. They're not buried, but they're automatic pilot. I have got to go and get one more piece of cake. I have got to do this. All of that, all of that kind of habitual behavior or, you know, automatically swearing when you've, when you've sworn you won't swear, you know, and cursing, all that stuff, automatic feelings, autopilot stuff, stinking, thinking, monkey on your back, daydreaming, pre-programmed tendencies, moods, all your stuff, that is in your pre-conscious or subconscious. Mild emotional experiences might be in there too but traumatic ones are usually repressed and relegated to the unconscious. Let's go to the unconscious, where most people's 30% but, or you might have a bigger but than that, um, the unconscious. So the unconscious aspect of the mind is the deepest, it's the largest, it's the most influential. It's got mental processes that are not, not easily accessed by your conscious mind. You don't know they're there, okay? You don't know they're there. You're blind to them. Um, People probably know the Jahari window. It talks a bit about this. Um, Nonetheless, they influence your judgments, your feelings, your decisions, your behavior. They influence every area of your life. Freud described it like an iceberg, okay? With the most important part being what you can't see. In other words, what lies beneath the surface is what can bring down the Titanic. In my um, one of my first um, shows with Nicole on the uh, uh, conscious and the unconscious relationship, you can go back into archives or go on my website and listen to that. I talk about a relationship and I, I use the metaphor of the Titanic and how the unconscious can bring the relationship down. Okay, so... Inside your unconscious, there's all sorts of significant, extremely powerful, and at times, extremely disturbing material. Um, It's a repository for primitive urges, wishes, impulses. It's where our shadow lives. It's also where the magical part of us, which is denied, can live. So it's not just the shameful stuff, but the creative and magical shamed, denied stuff. Okay? Some urges are too shameful or irrational um, to admit to or the or the personality or the persona you're cultivating to the external world won't let you show them. Some events like sexual abuse and, and, and big um ritual abuse and physical abuse and um other traumas, massive traumas, even like um social and environmental traumas. They're too hard to face so they can get buried in the unconscious mind through processes of suppression, repression and other defense defense mechanisms. I've got this thing where I faint when I can't handle something. So on the weekend, um, some, uh, my, my son was at a, at a farm with his friend and the mother called me and said, oh, your son's fallen through a sheep grate and he may have broken his leg. And then I visualized it and I said, excuse me, I can't talk. Could you please call his father? And I started becoming queasy and I went to go to the bathroom and I collapsed on the ground. I've got this low blood pressure thing. I don't know, but I faint. I literally go unconscious, fall on the ground, wake up, check if I've broken anything, then get on with things. Okay. I travel into unconsciousness physically physically when I can't cope. Well, the same happens with our mind. It goes unconscious as a protection mechanism when it can't cope, then it gets on with things. In fact, it employs a range of defense mechanisms to avoid unconscious desires, motives, and feelings that are too confronting, painful, or overwhelming. They're in your unconscious. That's what we do within a work. That's why we process, process, process. That's why we look at underlying issues. That's why we interpret our dreams, do childhood regression therapy, guided visualization into our unconscious. Um, Why we journal, why we free associate, why we pay attention to triggers and ab reactions, which are overreactions, slips of the tongue like Freudian slips. The goal of psychoanalysis and all these processes is to reveal these defense mechanisms, these buts, remove them safely, and make your unconscious conscious. Why? Because if we don't, then we can never live an authentic life. Because if we don't, then these forces create pathologies in our psyche. We're repressed. Our passions are denied. We develop depression and other disorders. And then we treat symptoms, ignore the core issue. And it makes our non-material organ, our psyche, diseased. Back to healthy organs versus unhealthy organs. Repressed issues that are hidden in our unconscious. Denied hopes, denied dreams, denied passions. When they're quarantined, mm-hmm. our psyche gets sick. Okay. So I said before that Jung agreed with Freud about the significance of the unconscious. But he divided it into two layers. He went personal and collective. So the personal unconscious, if you haven't got it from what I've already said, is all of that material that's unique to you as an individual, your long-forgotten memories from childhood, your repressed traumas, repressed urges, denied passions, unacknowledged dreams, and other shadow aspects of yourself. Personal unconscious means personal to you, to your unique psyche, to your unique mind, to your individuality. The collective unconscious that is genius that, fraud, um, that Jung came up with, however, is a deeper and broader level of the psyche. Now listen to this. I just love this. He's so amazing, Jung. I love him. It contains the accumulation of inherited psychic structures and archetypal experiences for the collective. In other words, for the whole of humanity rather than the individual individual. Every person shares the collective unconscious. Every mind is joined with the entire human race. And as Jung puts it, the whole spiritual heritage of mankind's evolution is born anew in the brain structure of every individual. It's humanity's blueprint. It's the matrix of all psychic occurrences. It's the matrix. It's got the psychic life of our ancestors, right back to the earliest beginnings, all the archetypes. Now, archetypes aren't memories. They're images with universal meanings that are apparent in each culture's use of symbols. Universal symbols like the great mother, the wise old man, the shadow, the tower, water, the tree of life, the circle, the Mandela. stuff that comes up in the tarot cards, universal messages archetypes aphrodite athena the the gods and goddesses archetypes they are symbols that help the soul communicate with the mind and it's how the psyche interrelates between mind and soul they're the innate designs for humanity that live within the collective unconscious they're the blueprint they're the they're, they're the the whole kind of design plan and um And the unique soul is guided um, and the unique soul has to guide each individual and the collective soul has to guide humanity by reference to these universal symbols or blueprints. Okay. So what Jung believed is if you can work with the collective unconscious through his um, analytical psychology, that's what that revolves around, working with the collective unconscious, that's how you heal. OK, so Jung works with the collective unconscious archetype, shadow, dream interpretation and all of these things and, and other alchemical and synchronicity. Freud was very kind of particular. He was like, you know, kind of Woody Allen's favourite hero type thing, you know, obsessed with primitive desires and urges, but really focused on the personal Unconscious. I think Freud had this thing where he would have his clients come in six days a week and he would say, tell me about your mother and just put them on the chair and, and psychoanalyze their childhood issues. Um, and then when they had the day off, he'd complain that, you know, on the day after he'd have the morning crust and he'd have to get back into that unconscious and dig into their, in their personal psyche. When, and I love this stuff, don't get me wrong, just ask my clients. I love digging into their childhood, but I also love working with, with the collective un, um, unconscious as well. I'm going to do a summary, and then I'm going to take one three-minute phone call. Conscious is what you're aware of. Subconscious or preconscious is what you do automatically, or you can recall with some effort. Personal unconscious is where your personal traumas and memories, deep seated fears, urges, and desires are hidden from both yourself and others. You access your personal unconscious through a variety of psychotherapeutic techniques free association, ink blots, guided visualization, art therapy, dream work, breath work, deep processing, hypnosis, childhood regression work, grace certain types of cathartic journaling, to name a few. The collective unconscious is where the story of humanity resides. It's full of symbols and universal themes and archetypes. You access that through dream interpretation, altered states work, work with the archetypes, shamanic work, tarot, intuitive work, certain forms of psychoanalysis, certain types of journaling practice, as in a variety of metaphysical practices, just to name a few things. There's many more healers out there who can show you many other ways to access these. I just gave you a few. Your soul mediates between all four levels of the mind. Conscious, subconscious, personal unconscious, collective unconscious. Directs each level to do its role in fulfilling your soul purpose. Listen to this. If your mind... If your mind full of unresolved trauma and unconscious influences that are negative, your soul will seek to purify this, but it's going to go through a hell of a lot of suffering. Pardon the pun. If your unconscious is full of creative power, intuition, insight from the ages, magic, your psyche will be less troubled, less troubled, because no one's got there completely, but if it's got more of that than the other, then your soul's going to advance in its purpose with less angst. Your goal for transformation is to to do just that. Understand the structures and workings of your psyche so you can release the trauma and engage your creative power and magic. Nicole, anyone with a quick, I promise to only take two or three minutes. Question, or shall we move on? Uh, <clears throat>
1: we had an email question from Alex uh, asking okay. what you recommend for clearing and correcting problems with the psyche.
2: Ah, probably ask the question before I read all of this out. Um, Alex, read the question back to me, see if I can tune into the energy, please. Okay. They were asking about what your, <clears throat>
1: what your most recommended methodology
2: is of clearing uh, problems in the psyche. Mm, my most, oh, that's better. My most recommended methodology of clearing problems in the psyche. My most recommended methodology is the one I do myself. And that is... Uh, And it's probably going to be my homework assignment, Alex, which you might want to um, uh, check out. First thing I do is tune in to my soul wisdom to access what direction I need to be going on. Kind of like when I drive a car, I always go to my GPS. So some people don't, but I do. So I tune in to see if, because I really work intuitively and I love my intuition. So if you've got connection with your intuition, I would do that first and tune in to get some guidance about what the next right action is. The soul will give me a message. Yeah, it'll put something on a television show. It'll play a a song on the radio or I'll tune into a podcast or a find something on YouTube or a friend will call or tell me something or I'll hear it from within me or I can write it out, okay? I'm good at getting those messages and interpreting them. You can get better at them the more you practice. Then I feel the resistance. When Yvette called before, I thought, wow, this girl's like really tuning in. She's really getting there. But in her energy was a little bit of resistance still. So you get good at noticing where your resistance is and you go, now, where is that resistance? Is it in my conscious mind? Is it something I obviously know? Like I can't really follow my purpose because I'm completely broke or I have to do this job or something and I haven't actually worked out a conscious way of changing paths? Or is it in my subconscious? Is it a habit I've got into like workaholism and people-pleasing and codependency? Or is it in my unconscious? If it's in your unconscious, then you have to communicate. You have to talk to that part of you and communicate with them. If you're really, really good at it like me, you can do it through journaling. If not, you have to go and work with one of these practices that I outlined earlier Um, whether it's visualization, free association, dream work, breath work, childhood regression work. I love childhood regression work, cathartic work. I also love um, tarot when working with intuitives. I don't remember my dreams, so I don't do dream work, but some people do that. And I travel into my unconscious, and usually I'll get a memory or a story about something from my personal unconscious that is a belief that I've stored in there that I've inherited from past generations in my family. For example, I'm Lebanese. And when I left the law to do, to do this work, it was a big struggle for me because I had to access big stories about what it meant to stop being a lawyer and start doing kind of healing work instead You'd think that was conscious, but it wasn't conscious to me, right? It was deep. There was lots of other deep stuff like past trauma that I only remembered through doing childhood regression work. I process that. I do it in a safe environment. Then I come back. I check in with my soul, and my soul gives me the next GPS um, um, coordinates of where I need to go. Okay, So thank you so much, everyone. I'm going to now give you the homework assignment. It's a journaling assignment. I'll read it. But as usual, this journaling assignment will go up on my website. I'll send it to you too, Nicole, if you want to put it up too. So people can go to newsforthesoul.com or you can go to Grace Gideon dot com, and on the radio show page it'll have the podcast um, within a day or two and it'll have the assignment next to it and lots of other podcasts that Nicole and I have done together with other assignments so you can have a binge on getting well here's this week's assignment find a quiet place and meditate for maybe five minutes just really to tap into a deeper part of you. Then number one, write a letter to your soul asking your soul for guidance on your life purpose. If you don't know what it is, ask your soul to give you a vision or an intuitive message or a symbol. If you already know what it is, but you need clarity or guidance on the necessary path that you need to take for its fulfillment, or even if you need strength to persevere with the mission, ask your soul for that. So you ask for clarity on the path, you ask what it is, and you ask strength to persevere. Yeah, that's what you ask your spirit or your soul for. Now, so this letter only has to be one or two paragraphs, dear soul. Yeah, but you have to be open hearted and not skeptical, otherwise, you know, it's not going to work. Then take the pen out of your dominant hand and put it in your non dominant hand. Touch the tip of the pen to the paper. Don't start writing until the tip of the pen touches the paper. Then say to yourself, soul, guide me, I'm open to your wisdom. Then what you do is you start writing down or drawing any words, symbols, images that come to you. Then you reflect and you do your best to interpret what that is or you email me and tell me and I'll help you do it for free. Number two, once you've talked to your soul, Right, Alex, are you listening? You talk to your soul. Then you too, you write a letter to your unconscious mind. Okay, lots of literature out there calls it the subconscious, but today I'm calling it the unconscious. Ask to have revealed to you any defense mechanisms. This is what, Yvette, you would do. Ask to have revealed to you any leftover defense mechanisms, repressed memories, denied passions ready to be brought into consciousness for healing or claiming ask with an open and humble heart put the pen in your non-dominant hand tip on the paper then write down any words describe any images or memories or symbols whether they won't be so many symbols with the mind it'll be images memories and words the symbols will be with the soul whether they seem relevant or not doesn't matter if it's talk to you about uncle benji just write it anyway bring them to your conscious awareness kind of get them in the elevator from the basement up to the first floor your unconscious will only reveal what you're ready and willing to see and know so don't panic that it's going to be too much and don't despair if you get nothing give it another go on another day and you may be ready then Okay, Nicole, so for um, shameless self-promotion, as I've said before, anyone on News for the Soul can call me and get 50% off a coaching session with me by Skype or if you happen to be in Sydney face-to-face. Um, just email me, grace at gracegideon.com Mention News for the Soul, you get your discount. Uh, if you've got any really brief questions, happy to answer them. Great. That's it, Nicole. That's it, everyone. So, Beautiful.
1: All right. Well, it was great to connect with you, Grace, and looking forward to the next time
2: already two weeks from now. And can I do my sign-off for everyone now? Absolutely. Okay. Thanks for joining me. I'll be back in two weeks. It's Monday, the 9th of October, and until then... Just remember, here comes the sign-off about the psyche. When you understand the workings of your psyche, what drives you to think, feel, and act the way you do, your breakthrough is imminent, and your life can be amazing. Bye, Nicole. Bye, everyone. See you in two weeks.
1: Bye, Grace. Have a good one. Grace, Gideon, all linked up at newsforthesoul.com. We're resetting the board, and three more hours of live and open lines continues on News for the Soul. This is Nicole Whitney, News for the Soul, life-changing talk radio from the uplifting to the unexplained. It's a great honor to have you on the show tonight. Welcome, Deepak Chopra. Thank you. Yes, this is Uri. Hi, Uri. It's Nicole Whitney calling News for the Soul. Welcome to News for the Soul, Robert Allen.
0: Thank you, Nicole. It's great to be here with you tonight.
1: Why Are You Here? We're talking to Carolyn Mace about Sacred Contracts, one of her many best-selling books. Welcome to the show, Greg Braden. Well, good evening, Nicole. It's uh, certainly a
0: pleasure to hear your voice and a pleasure to be here tonight.
1: Welcome to the show, Stuart Wilde.
0: Thank you very much.
1: John Kehoe, welcome to News for the Soul.
0: Hey, how are you?
1: Next up, Dr. David Morehouse.
0: I'm so glad that you called me because you are doing such an important tasks important work because you are spreading a very positive message i was really moved by last week's show because we made a commitment to a worldwide event to try to change consciousness i'm feeling enormous energy around this show just enormous enormous uh, I, i really have to hand it to you nicole you've created sort of a niche of amazing amazing connections just like <laughs> the angels and the devatas that are like attracted to news for the soul is amazing and we love news for the soul! hello everybody this is daniel brinkley welcome to the hearts and minds of informant this is news Hello, this is Satyan Raja, and you're listening to News for the Soul. Be open in your mind, your body, your being. Allow yourself to drench in this awesome information to evolve you to your next place. Hey, this is Dave Morehouse, and you're listening to News for the Soul.